SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and Bad Beats, hour number two on a Friday, July 24th morning. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do. 844-843-6879, Monday through Friday, anyway, we always do. Again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. You can email me, go to my website. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. We'll throw some tweets, emails, going back and forth with a few of the folks over on uh, the YouTube channel as well. Sports Grid Radio, if you want to watch us on uh, YouTube to check us out there. So a lot going on today. Baseball got underway last night. We've talked about it extensively. First hour, Yanks and Dodgers both win. Stanton, three RBIs, two-run homer for the Yankee cause. Kiki Hernandez, four for five, two-run homer for the Dodgers cause. Uh, Juan Soto tests positive for the Nationals, so he's out indefinitely. That could be the worst of two or the, the lesser of two evils because he was with the team yesterday and uh, the entire Nationals team got tested yesterday. They're awaiting the results today. If this guy spread the COVID to, you know, a lot of other players or maybe the whole team, I don't know what Washington is going to do. Uh, news just as bad for the Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw before the game gets uh, injured, hurts his back in a, in a workout uh, weight room incident. So he was put on IR, so he's out indefinitely as well. Dodgers do end up winning the game. Uh, maybe uh, they win the game, but they lose uh, the war, as the saying goes, win the battle, but lose the war. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci throws out the first pitch, and it goes cockeyed, embarrassingly bad. Before the game, Yanks and Nationals stood for the national anthem. Dodgers and Giants kneeled. They also had a moment where uh, a, a message was read by Morgan Freeman, the actor, which was written by uh, um, uh, Andrew McCutcheon. And again, the Yankees and Nationals, they didn't know what to do. There was a, a long black uh, leash, in essence, uh, at least, but, uh, you know, a core thread that they were supposed to pick up. They didn't. They were supposed to stand. They kneeled. They were supposed to kneel. They stood. They, they, the players didn't know if they were coming or going with this thing. Major League Baseball just dropped the ball on that. Just absolutely dropped the ball on that. And then we have the, the baseball expanded playoffs. So that encompasses the first hour. Football, NBA, alarming trend going on in the NBA. We'll talk about that next right here. Maybe that SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. I'm not a doctor nor a specialist, but I do know that it's definitely something to take very seriously, uh, to understand wearing a mask and can be between life or death, honestly. I think, I, you know, obviously um, I'm a name that people know and, and see it pops up on the screen and 
show uh, they care about my, my, my thing is that people dying from, from this from this virus, you know, each and every day. And um, it's something that we all need to take very, very seriously because uh, some of our loved ones, we lose our loved ones, our, some people that's close to us, our family. So um, it's something that I keep saying to my, my family, my friends, my uh, my close group of people uh, to take it very seriously. My positive test was kind of the, the domino that made, you know, Adam Silver and and then the, all the other sports league to kind of shut down. I mean, European football leagues already shut down uh, a few days before that. But uh, in America, in North America, like, that was the first, you know, domino to fall. And, you know, I think a lot of guys, you know, probably had it before, but, you know, I was the first to test positive and I think that was a good start that was a good sign that was the, like the red light for the NBA to say that we gotta stop this you know we can prevent many lives from being uh, uh, affected from this so let's stop it now and, and see what happens On a Friday morning, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Russell Westbrook and Rudy Gobert there talking about the NBA and the coronavirus and how serious it is uh, it was for, for both those guys who had it and uh, were able to uh, fight it off and now back in camp. You know, I tell you, you have these philosophies, and I generally, you know, stick to them without changing unless something really crazy occurs. And my philosophy going into the NBA season was bet overs, right? Because I just don't think these guys care about this league at all. I, I really don't. I think you got a handful of teams that do care, but for the most part, these guys don't want to be there. We see it. We hear it all the time about bitching and complaining about, you know, the situation down in Orlando is not fun. They can't do this. They can't do that. They're trying to bring, uh, you know, broads in. They're trying to bring hookers in. They're trying to bring food in. They're getting in trouble. They, they don't want to be there. So when you don't want to be there, you don't put out the effort. That's the bottom line. And you need effort to play defense. So I think, I, you know, I still think it's a pretty good philosophy, bet overs. Uh, these guys are always, always, always motivated to score. You don't need motivation for that. That's a given because you get paid based on how many points you score. You do need motivation to play defense. So bet overs. Pretty, you know, I think pretty solid philosophy, right? So it's a problem, Scott. Well, you tell me what all these scores have in common. We'll start last night. Phoenix, Utah. Uh, Phoenix wins 101-88. Lakers-Dallas. Dallas wins 108-104. Not too bad. Pacers beat the Jailblazers 91-88. Bucks beat the Spurs 113-92, which sounds high, but that's only 205 points. Wednesday, Heat over the Queens 104-98. Pelicans beat the Nets 99-68. Nuggets over the whiz, the whiz, the I can't spell defense if you spotted me the D in the fence, 89-82. Clippers knock off the magic, 99-90. Anybody notice? There's no points. There's, there's no points being scored. We've had eight games, and we've had one, two, three, four, five teams. Score 100 points. Five out of 16 teams have scored 100 points. 
That's amazing. All those games, may, maybe Dallas Lakers, but I don't even think that. 108, 104, 112 points. That may have snuck over an over total. But otherwise, it's all unders. Under, 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 under on Wednesday. Under, under, under. Uh, I'm not sure what Dallas Mavericks uh, Lakers were, but probably an under yesterday as well. Eight and a, How about an eight-team under parlay? You, you talk about the antithesis of what most people are thinking. You talk about opposite picks. That That is opposite picks right there. There you go. I can give you no better example of how if you go against the public sentiment, which is high-scoring games, you end up a winner because you're on the side with the boys in Vegas. I mean, it's remarkable. Now, is that going to change? You know, it's just the first couple of days. Guys aren't in shape yet. I'm not sure. They're getting accustomed to playing in a gym with no uh, fans. They're getting accustomed to playing in a gym that they would never played in before. That may all play a role. You know, you have a few more games to go before the regular season starts next Thursday. So we'll see. But I'll tell you what, I'm not happy about Well, maybe I am, you know, because if the philosophy is stick with it, we're going to have high-scoring games then these low-scoring preseason games will keep the lines lower, you know, versus if they were winning these games 120 to 110, then, uh, you know, the boys in Vegas would be posting 225 totals for the opening days. Now maybe they'll bring those numbers down, and as long as you believe into your philosophy, then, uh, you know, that'll help the cause a little bit. But I must say, 8-0 and under, 5 out of 16. That every single team, every one, was averaging 100 points last, uh, you know, I was going to say last year, but uh, earlier this pre uh, this regular season. I mean, 100 points was a given. They were scoring 100 points after three quarters. Washington scored 82 points. I I'm not sure which I'm more impressed with, the fact that they scored only 82 or the fact that they only gave up 89. They, they give up 89 and a half, for goodness sakes. So Nets scored 68. I told you about the Nets. If you think that's a blip on the radar screen, same thing with the Queens. I don't think so. I told you, and I'm going to tell you the same thing. That would have been a double play. Now, if you played preseason games, listen, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough playing a regular season NBA game, let alone an NBA preseason game. But, you know, with our philosophies, they want New Orleans to get in, and the Nets are falling apart at the seams. That should have been like a quadruple, you know, triple dog dare play on the Pelicans last night, as they or two nights ago when they won by 30, 31. Um, they're going to be atrocious to the Nets. And same thing with Sacramento. So, But keep an eye on those scores. There's three more games tonight. Memphis 76ers, OKC Boston, and Houston-Toronto. In fact, the Memphis game is at 3.30 Eastern time, and the Celtic game is 5 o'clock Eastern time. So keep an eye on, on the scores because uh, that might be indicative of what this year will be. Uh, I, I thought it would be the other way around. And typical LeBron James last night, you know, after the game, maybe it was beforehand, but I think it was after, he was talking about the Black Lives Movement. Of course, this is the same guy that said that uh, putting you know, slogans on his jersey is not part of his uh, mission in life. It's not part of his goal in life. He didn't want you know, to do that. You know, he has to be separate from everyone else. You know, NBA goes out of its way. Players Association goes out of its way to make sure that the black players and the white players, for that matter, uh, the players, I should say, are allowed to put, you know, these different slogans, you know, it's a good thing, bring attention to the cause, but not for LeBron. Oh, no, 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 not LeBron. That's not part of his mission. He, he can't do that. But he did make a point last night of, of bringing up the the Black Lives Matter movement, saying it's not a movement when you're black. It's not a movement. It's a lifestyle. We sit here. We say it's a movement. Okay. 
How long is the movement going to last? Don't stop the movement, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't like the movement because, unfortunately, in America, in society, there ain't, nice English, been no damn movement for us. There ain't, nice English, been no movement. So what's the problem, Scott? Well, the problem is this is the same phony fraud that, again, won't put any name on the back of his jersey because he wasn't consulted on what names would be allowed or not. And that is the only reason. And two, he works for a company, Nike, that is basically all white. I've told you this before. Go take out their board of directors outside of two people. And one is John Thompson, who's just, you know, there because he's John Thompson. It's an all white company. He's got no problem collecting money from the all white company in America. No, that, that's not an issue at all. And then, of course, he works for Nike, which uses the Chinese, uh, you know, slave labor, basically, to put the sneakers together. Got no problem with that. No, 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 no problem with whatsoever with that. No, no, no problem there. That, that's, you know, not our country. Uh, that's not my problem, he says. You know, you're either for equality or you're not. You're either for equal rights for everybody or you're not. You can't pick and choose which people get to have equal rights and which people don't and which uh, country you want to uh, support and uh, help fight the, the right cause or, or you don't. You know, it's just that's why he's a phony. And that, that's just why he's a phony. Big was a bad thing. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Yeah, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Games are the games. I mean, once you get in between the lines... You know, you can make a case that's probably as comfortable as the players will ever be uh, or as normal as everything will ever be because once they get between the lines, it's a basketball game. And so I think uh, you can see that. Uh, you can see the rust and all that. But for them, they were back in their natural habitat. Friday morning, Doc Rivers, head coach of the L.A. Clippers, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879, talking about his team returning to practice and uh, playing the game. I think their first game is uh, uh, later on uh, tonight, right? Uh, they got the Clips and the – nope, uh, that would be actually uh, – they played the other day against uh, Orlando. That's what he was referring to, 99 90 All right, 844-843-6879. Let's go to the phones. Got a couple things more to get to, including the NFL with the Washington uh, Redskins or whatever way to call themselves, the Washington football team, which, of course, LeBron, you know, God forbid we should have a sports story where LeBron doesn't chime in on. It's funny how he doesn't chime in on the senator – you know, challenging the NBA and uh, the four-letter network reporter to uh, discuss the things that are going on over in China. No, he would, wouldn't do that. That that doesn't. But he's more interested in the Washington Redskin, you know, nickname. You know, the same guy who's from Ohio that professes to be an Indians fan, yet he's a diehard Yankee fan who you would think would be a Cleveland Browns fan, but he's actually a Dallas Cowgirls fan. But he's a big Ohio native. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul in West Orange. Paul, welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats on this Friday morning. What's up, bud? Hey, Scott. Good morning. Good morning. I'll do a little mea culpa. I, th I think you're right about the um, the uh, over-unders on baseball. As far as uh, a lot of runs being scored? Oh, 
Yeah, I told you the other day because I, I uh, lucked out last night. I went under on both games and both bets got voided, thank God. But I got a feeling. Why did the, uh, why did the second one get voided? Why did the Dodger one get voided? Was that a push for you? No, I had oh, I bet it a couple days Kershaw. ago at Kershaw. Right, right, okay. You know, I actually, so, I actually read so I got somewhere. I, I, you know, uh, sorry to interrupt you there, but I actually read somewhere where uh, they're considering on like not necessarily eliminating, but reducing the amount of baseball games where you could bet pitchers, because this year with, with the the advent of you know the, the spot starter and the, the craziness of this season, I was reading some article out of Vegas where they were saying you know it, it caused too much aggravation last year. There were so many bets that like yours were wiped off the board because there was a late pitching change. So, um, you know, if you could still do it, do it. And I would absolutely recommend it. If that's the basis of your bet, you know, absolutely put in, you know, the pitcher. But uh, they may, like I said, eliminate that or at least limit it this year. Yeah. All right, well, I got I got Cespedes to hit the first Met home run tonight, so I got something to look forward to tonight. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think he's going to have a big year. Um you know, I, I love playing on guys and rooting on guys that are in the last year of their contracts, Paul. These guys, we, we all, whether they take some extra vitamins or they just get prepared mentally, physically, whatever the case may be, they, they're all looking to score one more fat contract, and I think he's in that case. So if he doesn't have a big year, then, you know, you know he's he's done. So not bad. You know, you had Chalk basically last night. You figured it was either going to be Stanton or Judge. And, um, you know, maybe the Mets with, with Cespedes, he would be the one, him or Conforto. But uh, that's not a bad little bit. What'd you get about the seven, eight to one odds on that? Uh, 650. 650, okay. That's right. It was 650, I think, yeah. But, yeah. So, can you, can you put me on hold? Because I'm driving to make. I mean, this is the only way I can listen. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know what, the, Chris, uh, put the football back on, or, uh, on hold, and uh, you can let him listen. So. Uh, 844-843-6879. Yeah, listen, anytime you can bank on a, a player who's in the last year of your contract, absolutely. Absolutely. They just, uh, whether it's physical, whether it's needles, whether it's mental, they just seem somehow or another better prepared for that year, knowing it's the last year of their deal. So football news yesterday. Let's start with the, the disturbing, if you will, news, the dangerous news, and that is the players and owners have yet to come to terms. Boy, how many times have we had a dollar for every time we said that, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, whatever the case may be. You know, that's going to be one of those phrases like optics was a couple of years ago. I got so sick of people saying optics. What was that pertaining? Was that with the Flategate? I forget where the optics started from. I, I think it was Deflategate, I think. But I got so sick and tired. Optics. Who, who ever said optics before 2017? Nobody, right? Uh, same thing here. You know, players and owners have yet to come to an agreement. Uh, they're talking about the coronavirus, which, again, I don't understand how, you know, training camps open up next week. How is it possible that all these things have not been resolved by now? I don't, I don't get it. You know, you get the leaders. Two or three baseball, uh, football association leaders, you get two or three of the key owners, you sit them in a room, and you just iron it out. It, it, it shouldn't be this difficult. It really should not take, you know, days and weeks, and in this case, maybe even months to figure out, okay, listen, if we have the coronavirus, we got to shut the season down. 
we got to figure out a way to, to divvy up the money, and and we can't pay you your entire salary. That that's stupid. We're not gonna you know cut you dry. We got to give you something because we are making something. I mean, I just don't understand why this has to be so hard. I, I really don't. Maybe I'm naive in this. Maybe I got a little Forrest Gump in me when it comes to this thing. But it just seems to me that you know you got two factions, both are powerful. The owners, the players. I don't know why there has to be this. Uh, aggravation and contention and and fighting over an issue that seems pretty obvious. You just split it up some way, somehow. And now they're talking about not having guys go to training camp. The, the, the owners uh, who are sitting, you know, basically holding the hammer on this because they can dictate everything. Not that the players couldn't strike, but uh, the NFL owners have the ability to just say there's, there's no training camp down or we're going to continue the virtual workouts Um you know, like that's really going to, you know, hurt the players. Um, it, it, for the most part, it won't. You know, the guys that are trying to make the team, yes. But, you know, you could probably pick 45 roster spots out of the, you know, the 60 that are there, 55 that are there. So they haven't yet come to an agreement, to make a long story short, on what's going to happen if the virus hits and they got to shut the season down. And, you know, should they go to camp and try and figure it out as they work it out or, or not? And the salary cap for next year, which I got to say, before I read this story, now the salary cap for this upcoming season is, is right around $200 million. If they have the season without fans in the stands, as it looks like it's going to be, the owners want to reduce, and, and the salary cap is based on how much money the league makes the year before, which in itself is pretty stupid because you could have ups and downs. I don't know why they wouldn't take you know, uh, uh, you know, know, four years or even three years maybe and, and do an average, but they do it year by year, which again is dopey to me. But that said... The owners want to reduce next year's cap by only $10 million. That's actually not that bad. I thought they were going to reduce it by about 30 or even $40 million, to tell you the truth. You know, we were talking yesterday about, you know, Kansas City trying to fit all these contracts in and Dallas, you know, maybe franchising Dak Prescott one more time or any other player that needs to get franchised. It's going to be almost impossible if it's going to be 15 to $25 million because you got to put all that money into the cap that particular year. And if the salary cap gets cut from 200 million to maybe 160, 170, that's going to be very, very difficult. But you know, as it turns out, if the stories are true, they're only asking for a 10 million dollar reduction. The players want to spread that 10 million over the following, believe it or not, 10 years through 2030, which is just stupid. Um, and the NFL owners, for whatever reason, want to get it out of the way right away, which is what I would do myself if, if I had my druthers. But bottom line is, if the players are being offered only a $10 million reduction, when there are going to be basically no fans in the stands anywhere around the NFL, that has got to be a huge, huge. I am shocked that out of $200 million, they're only taking 5% of that. You're telling me fans in the stands and all the money they spend, whether it's on tickets, it's on parking, it's on hot dogs, it's on beer, it's on Coca-Cola, pretzels, and all the other programs and all the other things that you need to buy when you go to a football game, that only represents 5% of the owner's you know, intake? Again, I, I am I am very surprised at that. I if, if I'm the players, I am the where do I sign? You only want to lower it ten million bucks when there aren't gonna be any fans in the stands throughout the NFL. And I all all we have to do is take a little ten million dollar hit, you know, and maybe they can reduce it to five million this year, five million next year. You know, I don't think the owners would, would 
quibble about that. I wouldn't think, you know, they don't want to spread it out to 2030 like the players want. But um, I, I would be thrilled. Like I said, I, I would have thought that would have represented at least 25% of the owner's money. Just goes to show you, I suppose, how much money they make TV revenue-wise. I mean, we all know it, it's billions of dollars, but if players in the stands are only representing, fans in the stands are only representing 5%, you know, it's almost like they're better off not even having fans in the stands. Then There's no way in the world they would ever, ever, ever allow that to interfere with the season just because there aren't any fans in the stands. Wow. So Washington yesterday is uh, saying to the world that their new name for now is going to be the Washington football team. Now, typical LeBron, again, he's got to chime in, naturally, being the big Redskin football fan that he is. So he sends out a little tweet, you know, mocking the Redskins. Boy, they really must have been in the boardroom for a long time going over this stuff. Yeah. I wonder how many board meetings LeBron has been to with Nike, uh, the all-white board meeting. I, I just, just curious. but. Listen, Washington tries to do the right thing. They try and get rid of the Redskin moniker, ASAP, do the right thing, and they they can't win for losing. You know, is it their fault that they're in a legal battle over the new name that they want? I mean, instead of praising them and saying, all right, you know what, we got to find a solution. Let's just use football team. They're getting mocked around the NFL. When I think in reality, it was a pretty good thing because they could have kept Redskins for another year if they really wanted to. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Friday morning, 844-843-6879. Let's pick some winners for later on tonight. That's next on Bagels and Bad Beats on a Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. On a Friday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. So again, taking you right up until 10, 10 uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time, uh, 844-843-6879. Uh, you want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. Email me, go to the website, hit the contact shot icon, and you can follow us on YouTube as well with Sports Grid Radio, and then uh, check us out and uh, conversing back and forth as we approach 41 minutes past the hour. Let us find a couple of winners uh, for tomorrow, or for tonight, uh, rather, Got to go with just the one. We'll, we'll stick it to one a day. You know, we gave you the stanks uh, last night, laying a buck 30, uh, putting a black cloud on them. That didn't work, uh, obviously. Got to go uh, down to Tampa and play the Devil Dogs, laying only a buck 50, buck 48 officially, but we'll just say a dollar 50 for, for uh, our purposes uh, on FanDuel anyway. Just because I have a, for, I have a certain uh, number of rules with baseball, and, and one – uh, I try not to, believe it or not, look at the pitchers. Uh, I have lost more plays on betting on a pitcher that either, you know, wasn't any good, didn't pitch, and I didn't put, you know, he had to pitch, uh, or, or did pitch well, you know, left after seven innings and the bullpen came in and blew it. So I, I'm telling you, I did very, very, very well last year using that philosophy. I'm, I'm going to go right back to it. You know, I generally try to stay on good teams, Go against bad teams. You pick and choose your spots. You don't, uh, you know, do five thousand plays. 
And I think Tampa Bay is in a good spot. Don't mind the pitching matchup, Charlie Morton versus uh, Rio. Uh, but I don't think this Toronto team knows if it's coming or going. You know, they just spent the last two weeks not having a home. Uh, they don't know where they're playing yet as we sit here with the baseball season officially underway. They still don't know where their home games are. Their families are all upset, I'm sure. Girlfriends are upset. Players have to be upset. I don't think they give a rat's behind about this season. I, I really don't. I know they have a bunch of young, good players. And, you know, two, three years from now, this team could be a major force. But right now, going down to Tampa, I think playing baseball is the last thing on their minds. They're distracted. Tampa Bay, the Devil Dogs, meanwhile, you know what? They're, they're playing at home, and they are obviously used to playing in front of no fans. So this no fans in the stands thing is not going to bother them that at all. Uh, Devil Dogs, a Cinderella, you know, uh, pick to, to win it all because of their bullpen and uh, starting pitching. So I like them tonight laying only a buck 50 at home against Toronto. So that'll be our play. It is amazing. I tell you, when you look at some of these lines, it's, you know, already two to one. Philadelphia, two to one over Miami. You know, uh, Houston, three to one, three to one, minus 300 opening day, for goodness sakes, on the Astros over the Seattle Mariners. Uh, that that's crazy. St. Louis two to one over Pittsburgh. I won't do that. I'll I'll put two of those big teams in a parlay, or I'll lay a run and a half and drop the line dramatically. Isn't it amazing? I, I tell you, you could have St. Louis laying, uh, according to FanDuel anyway, minus one ninety four, which means basically you got to lay two dollars to win one dollar, or you could lay a run and a half and get odds. You know, having St. Louis win by two runs or more is plus one oh two. I mean, the numbers drop. It's amazing. You know, the Astros go from, get a load of this, the Astros go from minus three to one to win the game. But if you're willing to lay a run and a half, it drops all the way down to minus 136. That's a, a 164 point, if you will, dollar, if you will, drop by just having them win by two runs. And I know, you know, for the novice player, you think automatically, well, gee, I would do that every single time. And there's some guys that do, but. You would be surprised, I must say, how many times teams win by one run. E even these monster favorites. You wouldn't think so, but uh, I remember last year there were at least two occasions, I think it was both against Baltimore, that Houston lost outright as four-to-one favorites. One time may have been Seattle, but I know one was Baltimore, and I know it was at least twice, may have even been three times. So I, I would not be laying any uh, two-and-a-half, three-to-one at all uh, with the uh, Houston Astros. But, you know, here we are again, right, opening day basically, and we're having these monster, monster lines. Crazy. So uh, our official uh, Bagels and Bad Beats play of the day, give me the Devil Dogs. It starts at 6.40 Eastern time, laying a buck fifty against Toronto, which I don't think uh, knows if it's coming uh, or going. So the other football news, uh, the Washington football team again, you know, the thing that you know a little bothers me a little bit. I, I suppose this name could occur for a long time, but they're selling merchandise. They're actually like selling Washington football team merchandise. You know, so you, you I want to be in their corner because they did the right thing, I suppose. Although I'm not a big believer in it, but whatever. You know, they pulled the Redskin name down. They could have very easily said, all right, you know what? You're right, guys. My bad. Our bad. Uh, we're succumbing to, to you know, PR pressure. We're going to get rid of the Redskin name. Uh, but unfortunately, that takes a little while. We got to go through copyright rules. We got to figure out what name we want. We got to make sure we can get approval. 
Uh, you know, the NFL's got to sit on it for a couple of months, but it's being done. Absolutely. We're no more Washington Redskins. And I think people would have been appeased by that. I, I think there wouldn't have been any qualms whatsoever. Like, great. Okay. It's done. Boom. Let's move on to our next, uh, you know, uh, assignment, if you will. But they didn't do that. They said, all right, we'll get rid of the Redskin name. We'll get rid of it today. Absolutely. We have no idea what name we're going to use. We don't know how long it's going to take, but we'll get rid of the name. If that's going to make you happy, we'll get rid of the name right right now. We'll do the right thing and not push this thing off. So because of that, now now they're stuck. Now they don't know what name they can use, what name they want. They're going to apparently approach the fans, players, current players, former players, executives, the whole kit and caboodle. They're going to do a mass survey, try and figure out what name they want. I don't know what happened to Red Dogs. I don't know what happened to you know the Warriors. And some of the other names that we talked about last week, I guess those are all out the window. But now they're going to go with the Washington football team until further notice. And that means actually selling merchandise. God forbid the NFL should go a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And even if it's an entire season, who cares? God forbid they should go a little while without selling merchandise. Man, again, for a league that apparently only has 5% of its budget coming from fans going to games, are they really that concerned? It, it is just absolutely remarkable uh, because apparently the answer is, is yes to that. Pac-12 is preparing college football to play a 10-game schedule beginning in mid-September. They also have emergency purposes set a nine-game schedule. So they are clearly not going to have a 12-game schedule. And they're clearly thinking that the extra time is going to help them, you know, with the coronavirus. I'm not so sure about that. There was another proposal out there yesterday that um, had teams playing uh, a conference schedule plus one because, well, because there's three monster bowl games, in essence, at the beginning of the year that, uh, you know, the Peach Bowl people down there in Atlanta, Georgia paid for. And they want to get those games played because those are all obviously non-conference games. And if these leagues stick to the only conference games, then those three monster games would not be played. And, you know, that would be a lot of lost revenue. And that's what it's all about. So here's the weird thing for me anyway. So the Pac-12 is saying they're going to have a 10-game schedule, maybe even a nine-game schedule. But the schedule is going to be over 14 weeks. That's a lot of time. And then they say two bye weeks are built in. And I'm like, wait a minute, 14 weeks minus 10 is four. I get there's two bye weeks. And, you know, according to my first grade arithmetic, uh, th this is not adding up. Because if you have a 10-game schedule plus two bye weeks, that's 12 weeks. So if the schedule is going to be over a span of 14 weeks, wouldn't they have four bye weeks thrown in there? Uh, you know, last time I checked, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That that's twelve weeks. You know, with the two by. I mean, so I I don't know if they know what they're coming in. Uh, all I know is that college football is right now crapping in its boots because they may go an entire season without college football, and that's going to cost them dearly, absolutely dearly. So what's a kraken? You ask. A kraken is a legendary sea monster, gigantic size in Scandinavian folklore, that according to Wikipedia, and according to the Norse sagas, whatever that is, uh, the Norse folks. So why do I bring this up? Well, that is the, uh, there's a bourbon. Isn't it a bourbon or, or a scotch uh, kraken? Um, that's the new name of the Seattle NHL franchise that's starting next year. So what is it, Chris? Oh, two. 
Bottle? Who? Oh, rum, 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 rum. I'm sorry. Okay, it's a rum. Yeah, rum, bourbon, whatever. I drink it all. doesn't matter to me. Um, yeah, it's a rum. So that's going to be the new name of the Seattle franchise, which, you know, I'm trying to poke holes, you know, politically correct. You know, are there any movements out there, white, gay, black, uh, left, right? Can, can anyone be offended by the Kraken nickname? I mean, is there, uh, you know, is a sea monster pissing anybody off? Are there Scandinavian people that might be upset about the, about this? Any sailors that might uh, have superstitions? I mean, I don't think so. So, I mean, it seems to pass that test. But so it's a pretty good name. You know, pretty good logo. You could you could probably have some fun with uh, some of the uh, mascots that you might be able to, to put out there. But then they dropped the ball. Did you see the logo? It's just an S. I I, I saw it. I said that's not a kraken. You know that that's not a, a basically an octopus. It, it's it's when you look at it, it's just a simple S, which I don't mind. My with my first name being Scott. You know, uh, but I, you know you you have this kraken feature with with the uh, uh, tentacles going all over the place and and as big as galore and all they do is have a stupid little s it makes you think of the seattle mariners with the s to tell you the truth not 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 the hockey team i mean who thought of this come on people wake up you know you get paid millions of dollars to come up with campaigns and, and you got this animal this folklore that you could do you know the Loch Ness monster whatever you want with right and all they do is they come up with a dopey S on the front of their jersey. God, my, my four-year-old could come up with a better logo than what they came up with in Seattle. You haven't had a hockey franchise ever. You've been begging for a franchise, and that's the best you can come up with? Come on, people. Have some have some ingenuity. Have some fun with this thing. Give me, give me like the, the this monster on top of a ship. Uh, give me something with, with five tentacles reaching out, you know, grabbing, uh, you can't say people. I said, well, why not? Maybe some of hockey players, right? Uh, put, put some guys in a uniform and make that part of your logo. Something versus just the dopey S. I mean, really, when you see it, you'll be like that, that's it. You know, it doesn't even look like a snake. It just looks like an S with a little kind of star in, in, in the middle. Uh, like I said, a little bit like the Seattle Mariners. So Seattle dropped the ball. Uh, they just, I don't know why they just don't come to me. Why don't they come to me? Mike Tyson, uh, he ought to come to me as well because I'm challenging him in a fight. He signed on. Uh, he's going to take on Roy Jones Jr. It's an eight-round exhibition match September 12th. Listen, he's 54. He's 51. They're both well past their prime, especially Tyson. I'm telling you right now, I could kick Tyson's ass. Last we saw good old Mike, he was tanking it against uh, the white stiff that he, that he couldn't get out of the corner. Uh, Peter McNeely in the sixth round. He is done, done, done. But okay, you want to have an exhibition match? No problem. Go have some fun. Go re relive some memories. But I tell you what, when I read that they are going to actually charge, they're putting this on pay-per-view. You got to be kidding me. You, I mean, listen, I'm the biggest sports fan in the world. Hell, I like the WNBA, all right? I mean, that's how big a sports fan I am. So. But if you think I am dumb enough, gullible enough, hungry enough to put even a penny down on a Mike Tyson, 54-year-old Mike Tyson pay-per-view event, you got to get I thought the sports world reached its limits when they started charging ESL, but they went a little bit deeper. There is no way in the world I would pay one penny 
to watch Mike Tyson fight at 50 plus years old. No. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beans with Scott Wetzel. shop on this Friday as we wrap up the entire week with a couple of stories we didn't have time to delve into. First up, we'll clear up some business. Chris tweeted me that these uh, preseason basketball games are 10-minute quarters, not 12-minute quarters like in a regular game. So that explains a little bit of the low scoring, Chris. Good job by you. Bad job by me. Still, the numbers are still relatively low, but when you add eight more minutes, then maybe that explains why the numbers are as low as they are. So uh, good job by you couple of stories that we didn't have time to delve into. Green Bay Packers are bidding to host the 2024 NFL Draft. I think that would be a good thing. I, I think that really the NFL Draft is, uh, you know, not as insignificant as it is. It's obviously very significant. But as far as a fan base goes and everything else, I think all fan bases should have an opportunity. You know, the Super Bowls are hoarded by the Western uh, Conference uh, teams, the, you know, the warm weather sites. Uh, so why not allow some of the cold weather facilities, whether it's Minnesota, whether it's Green Bay, uh, we had Chicago, obviously, get a chance to host the 2024 draft because they do really make this thing. Uh, they try and one-up each other every single year. Uh, two of tags, our Dolphin uh, quarterback that's going to lead us to the promised land says he's ready to go. It's kind of one of those things where you get started, you get the itch back to get out on the field and to be able to compete, and that's where he's at right now. So take that, New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, and New York Jet fans. The Dolphins are back. Chicago Cubs place Jose Quintana on the injured list. He's got a thumb injury. Minnesota Twinkies do the same with pitcher Jake Odorizzi. He's got a back injury. And I told you about the Red Sox shutting down uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. So he has the coronavirus. So injuries and uh, virus uh, galore around Major League Baseball. Our two plays tonight, we're going to go with Tampa Bay over Toronto. And don't forget, put the under 30 Red Sox season total in. We're going to add that to the number, the, the things we gave you yesterday. Great job by the phone callers, the emailers, and tweeters all week long. Have a great weekend, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week right here on Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Webster. Be safe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.